Welcome back to Passionate World Talk Radio. Educate, enlighten, entertain. And this afternoon on Cool Your Heels with Lillian, our special guest is Jessica Wilson, an agent from Brightway Insurance, and she will be discussing how to prepare for a hurricane. Yes, I know. You've already had one or you haven't seen one. But this is hurricane time, ladies and gentlemen, and you must be prepared. Good afternoon, Jessica. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Lillian. How about yourself? I'm doing well as well. Fortunately, there are no hurricanes in the horizon, although tropical storms do have a tendency to birth themselves into hurricanes. So could you just give a little background information about who you are and what you do at the agency, and then we'll launch into a general discussion of how to protect yourself from hurricanes. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that. And yes, we're right to in the throes of um, beginning our first hurricane season for 2020, although we've already had some de- tropical depressions out in, in uh, the Atlantic uh, prior to the start. So it'll be an interesting year. Um, I'm the agency owner and principal for Brightway, the Wilson Agency in Safety Harbor, Florida. That is our home base, although, which is located in Pinellas on the coastal side. Um, eastern part of Florida, or western part of Florida, I'm sorry, and the, the, I'll tell you that although we are based out of Safety Harbor, we do insurance all over the state of Florida, so that's property and casualty. Think of us uh, for your homeowner's flood, uh, condo renters, auto, umbrella, boat, RV, life, business insurance as well, so all types. I fell into the insurance industry almost 20 years ago. I'm ashamed to say it's been that long already. Um, never thought this would be a career for me, but I, I found myself working um, in, in both claims and underwriting through uh, property and casualty side, uh, primarily homeowners, a little bit of auto in, in the beginning of, of my career, and worked my way up. I fell in love with it, ended up going to school, um, got my master's in risk management and insurance from Florida State University, um, graduated in 2016, and, and thought, you know what? I love what I do. I love helping homeowners and um, educating folks on insurance and what it can do for you and protecting their assets and opened my own agency about a year and a half, half ago here in Safety Harbor, Florida. That sounds really terrific. And we all know that Florida is a hot spot for the tropical storms to turn into hurricanes and then come either on the tip and work up the northern coast or work up on the western coast around the Gulf of Mexico, which is always another great hot spot for tropical storms to turn into hurricanes. So what does, and, and, and this question would also include folks, condo owners, as well as apartment folks and townhomes, and then basically your house, how does one go about protecting themselves from hurricanes in addition for putting up wooden plywood boards over their windows? 
Yeah, and that's a, that's a great question. You know, it, it, you people primarily think of your homes, but you got to think beyond your homes. Because most of you in, in Florida, you're driving automobiles as well. So there's all kinds of things you need to think about during hurricane season and making sure that you're protected. Um, the first step, you know, is financially, you want to make sure that you have an agent that can help, you know, make sure you're getting that total protection. Take a look at your, your homeowner's insurance, whether that homeowner's insurance be condo renters um, or single family homes, townhomes or whatnot, but that you have the proper coverage, not only for your dwelling, but also for your personal belongings that are within your home or any other structures that may be located on your property. Um, you want to make sure that you also have property damage coverage for your automobiles. Um, here in Florida, especially coastal, um, coastal areas subject to flooding, uh, which can damage your vehicles or any belongings in your vehicles and things like that. So really, you got to think about that total protection. And that's what, you know, here at Brightway, we, we try to educate our consumers, our customers on that total protection, whether it be home, auto, um, an RV, or a boat that they may be keeping at a marina um, to protect from, home, from that hurricane. Um, I'll tell you, in the state of Florida, Another thing that folks need to keep in mind are deductibles uh, for storm season. A lot of folks think, oh, I have a, a hurricane deductible, and, and a lot of times that's a percentage of their total dwelling coverage and can be quite costly. Um, we see hurricane deductibles ranging usually on 2% all the way up to 5%, which can be a significant cost to self-insure, rather. Um, so something to think about, you know, what is your hurricane deductible? A lot of policies read wind hail deductible. So that hurricane deductible um, may not kick in, but it does kick in if you have a wind event, which could be the tropical storm. Now, do people need to buy flood insurance in addition to the homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance or condo insurance or flood insurance for their car or RV or even for their boat, which may be washed on land? Yeah, that is a great question. Your standard homeowner's insurance policies do not cover flooding. Um, you, there are companies out there that will allow you to endorse your policy for that flood risk, depending on the flood zone that you're in. But you do need a separate flood insurance policy or endorsement to make sure you're getting that coverage against any sort of coastal storm surge, uh, river overflowing, you know, anything of that. And, and most of the times that coverage is provided by the National Flood Insurance Program through different insurance companies. Um, there are also carriers that offer what we call private flood insurance that is sometimes available to a homeowner at a, a reduced cost as compared to some of the National Flood Insurance Program rates. Um, but yeah, the, it, flood insurance is separate. And uh, for those folks that are in condominiums or townhomes, you want to check with your condo association or your homeowners association and make sure, you know, some, sometimes those folks will carry the um, flood insurance for the exterior of your property for you, but you still may be responsible for the interior of your property or your personal belongings. And that's where you should certainly get in touch with your agent 
um, and make sure that you educate yourself or your agents educating you on what your risk may be for flood and when it's necessary to carry that flood insurance. Now, is it a good idea to take photographs of your home, whether it's a standalone home or an apartment, a condo, or take a picture of your boat or your car, anything that is exposed to a hurricane, so one, something like that comes in and actually destroys it, or you find your car submerged in your employee's parking space because the water had no place to go but up. That's a way of showing proof of what you had before the damage came along? 100% Lily, and I'll tell you, you know, that is what I tell every homeowner. Uh, we work with a lot of homeowners that are purchasing homes or maybe they're getting adding an automobile or whatnot um, or buying a new boat. Every year, I recommend, hey, you, your life changes. You, you add furniture, belongings, um, things of that nature. Make it a habit at the beginning of hurricane season or whether it's the beginning of the, the year to maybe just do a video or take some photographs of some of your higher ticket items that you could be concerned about. Now, you know, spend many years in claims, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it would be unreasonable to ask somebody to catalog every single personal belonging that they have. But you, you can walk through your home snap some photos of your closet, your bedroom, your living room. If you have some higher ticket items such as electronics or things that you're concerned about, um, just snap a, a quick photo of the serial number or the make and model so you can show some sort of proof that you had that item prior to the loss. And, and that way there's not really much of um, an overwhelming feeling if you have a loss of trying to figure out, okay, what did I have? What got ruined or whatnot? You have that documentation. Most of us have some sort of cloud storage. You can back that up too. Um, for our old school individuals, you can put that in a Ziploc baggie, put it up in a high place in a safe or something so that you have that. But like I said, most of us have electronics where you can just back that up to a cloud storage and have it. And do it every year. You know, make it a habit to, to do that every year to have that documentation. Now, do you make any recommendations to homeowners or where the best place it is to when you move stuff away from the windows or you're moving away from your basement because of maybe the flood coming in, water coming in? Do you have recommendations for people where's a good place to store some of these, uh, their antique furniture or their electronics so that they can weather a severe hurricane? Folks, I lived in Long Island as a child, and we always landed up on the roof of the house. So don't <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. You know, they, what I would recommend if you have a um, a closet, you know, where the, where you're going to have the most reinforcement um, by two by fours, you know, a smaller area, a closet, a bathroom. Um, where you can shut the door and there's no windows. So the windows or openings are most likely the first things to go in a hurricane or a storm. So a lot of times when you see this footage of hurricanes, um, you know, significant hurricanes coming through, you'll still see standing, you know, maybe the portion of the bathroom or, or a room that did not have windows. So they tell you, and, you know, for those folks that are in the Midwest that um, ha have to deal with tornadoes, so the 
place that you go hide is in a closet or a bathroom, right, in a bathtub. So definitely a, a location that has no openings or windows to prevent um, any sort of intrusion. Absolutely. I mean, I lived in Houston, Texas, and my son and I spent a lot of time in the bathroom because that was an interior closed room, and I knew exactly that safe there. And while it's intimidating cowering in your bathtub, it's a lot easier to protect your child, especially you have those young ones, from the flying debris. And in case you're in any doubt of the force of the wind on the, um, some of the programs, they have shown you what a wooden beam can do to an outside wall, whether it's made of brick or stone or reinforced steel, they show you what those limbs off a tree can do, and they'll go right mm-hmm. through your wall like butter. So you are absolutely, to- yeah. You know, and you bring up a great point. You know, getting the, your home prepared. Um, most of us Floridians are experts at this, but you know, when we know, we get warning when there's a tropical storm uh, coming our way, unlike our Midwestern friends where you don't get much warning with a tornado. Uh, for, luckily for us with a hurricane season, we get some warning. You know, remove those dead tree limbs, clear out drains and gutters to help drainage, uh, check the roof for, for loose shingles, make sure you're securing any sort of loose items on your back patio or even your front yard, patio furniture, grill, decorative rocks, you know, those things, bring that indoors. A lot of us that have those uh, swimming pools in the back, throw your patio furniture in the pool. Um, if you don't have the room to bring it into your home, you know, ensure that your doors and windows are secured and, and put up those hurricane shutters if you do have those. So just some things to think about as you prepare. And the other thing is I know older people and some of the other people may groan, but if you get an order to evacuate, evacuate. Because you're just putting you in your belongings and a position where it may be worse because you're there. I mean, people have miscalculated and have been driven to the roof of the house like I was because the water came up. There was no other place for it to go. Absolutely, Lillian. You know, I think a lot of us still have those Hurricane Katrina photos um, imprinted in our brains where folks were literally on their roof getting rescued by helicopters uh, because they didn't follow some of the evacuation orders. Um, And we've seen that here in Florida. So it's important that your family or, you know, if you're the head of your family, prepare an evacuation plan. Build a disaster supply kit. Um, We have the tax-free week um, for hurricane season. I think that's ongoing right now in Florida. Um, be prepared to live without power, water for several days, you know, just a basic first aid kit, water, non-perishable food, non-electric, can opener, flashlights, batteries, uh, so important. Uh, many homeowners in Florida have moved to getting the, the portable generators, which may be in a good investment depending on your situation. You just want to make sure that you read the instructions. You don't want to put that in an enclosed space or, you know, anywhere that you would have some sort of electric uh, shock. 
but um, you know, a lot of times during around this June, beginning of June, end of May, you'll see a lot of tips coming out on hurricane preparation, what to do. Just get a get a plastic container, have that ready to go. Keep it, you know, in your garage, in your closet, whatnot, so you can pull that out, you know, and refresh that every every couple of of months. Make sure you've got you know batteries that haven't exploded because they sat for the last year or whatnot. And you can always visit ready.gov for some additional uh, recommendations on how to prepare. The other thing I may want to add, too, is that there are always a few people who go out surfing when, <laughs> when the hurricane winds come in because the waves are really huge. And I know for a fact that there are always a few people who seem to put their trust in somebody and then ride the waves. Will this affect how the coverage is applied to them, their surfboard? Um, you know, I'll tell you, yeah, that, that is actually a really great question, and it would depend on, you know, their particular insurance carrier policy. But, yes, a surfboard is a personal belonging, which could be considered underneath their homeowner's insurance policy. Um, it have to, depending on their deductible, if they lost that surfboard or something, you would really have to consider or talk to your agent about whether it would be worth even filing a claim or would exceed their deductible to file a claim for that. A license claims adjuster would have to make a determination on whether there would be coverage based on their, their policy. Um, but what you should be thinking about um, when these surfers are out on the beach or maybe they're on public property is the liability um, for uh, the city or, or where, whatever beach, public beach that they're on for these surfers that can get uh, injured. So that's the, the bigger question is what kind of liability exposure that they're creating. And I would wonder whether or not the insurance company would even cover them because they're really putting themselves at risk for being out there. I've mm -hmm. seen hurricane winds over 150 miles an hour. It's no fun, folks. Even the eye of the storm, there's still destruction going on all around you even though it's calm and the sunlight's out. Don't let it trick you. You're 100% you're correct, Lillian. Yeah, folks, you know, tend to um, grow. Uh, I know a lot of us Floridians for the last few years, um, we had a, quite an active storm season. Um, the year before last, we had Hurricane Irma. Matthew, um, just to name a few here on the, the Gulf Coast, but I'll tell you, we tend to grow complacent, and you hear of hurricane parties and folks saying, oh, yes, you know, we get some time, but you really got to take these things seriously. You don't know, um, you know, although, although technology has been wonderful, we've had a lot of advances in the last few years where um, NOAA and, and the weather folks can really predict these things a lot more accurately. But we've seen a couple of storms increase intensity very quickly as they near the coast and, and create quite a bit of uh, destruction very quickly. So it's important that families that are in um, hurricane areas exposed for hurricane are remain vigilant and they educate the entire family, you know, or, or folks around them or, you know, we have a lot of folks from up north moving down to Florida or whatnot. And it's important that you just stay educated and understand um, the type of destruction that these storms can cause and understand um, you know, what it's like to survive after one, you know, for maybe a week without power. I think when Hurricane Irma blew through, I know my own family was 
of five of us without power in a house, no air conditioning in the middle of summer, it was not pleasant. Yes, we had a power outage up in, uh, up in Michigan, and we were out power for a week. And it was running between zero and you know, 10 below for that time during January. So you really need to be prepared for any type of weather, inclement weather that's coming along because it's something you shouldn't leave to chance. Now I have another question. When people go through a devastating hurricane, how do they go about filing a claim? Because it's just not them and maybe their neighborhood block, but maybe tens of thousands of people. How do you go about doing something like that? I know a lot of people don't understand the procedure. Yes, absolutely, and that's a really great question. And it's another thing, you know, I would recommend as you're making your preparations for hurricane season or just even anything, have on hand. Um, one of the things that we tend to have with us is our, our phones with us all the time. Uh, take a screenshot of the declarations page of your homeowner's insurance, your auto insurance. Have that telephone number, that claims phone number, and your policy number on hand. If you don't have your policy number, don't don't stress out about that when you call. As long as you have a phone number, um, your agent or your um, insurance company will be able to locate that policy for you and make sure to get you to the right place to get that claim filed. Um, a lot of the claims handling is governed by Florida statute on response times. I know our, our here at Brightway, we staff up significantly for um, storm season, et, et cetera, to make sure that we can answer those phone calls. It's important that you call, try to contact your insurance company directly if you have a claim. Your agent's always there to help guide you and answer questions, but the quickest way to get help is to reach out to your insurance carrier directly um, as your claims adjuster or your, your claims representative can get, get the information they need, get you know some boots on the ground to take a look at the damages and make sure that um, you get put back to your pre-loss condition as soon as possible or even if it's you need another place to live because your home has been destroyed, um, they, can, they can get that done for you. You just need to reach out to them to notify them that you're putting in a claim. So what I do, folks, is I write down my important policy numbers, and I bought a little safe deposit box, and I put them in there because it's fireproof. And if anything happens, all I have to do is go in, unlock it, and my important information is there for me to get at immediately. But I also know that it will survive anything and fire especially, which is important. And it's something you should think about for your important papers, the ones that you don't keep in the safe deposit box down at the bank. One other question. Right. Do, should people put take out pet insurance to protect their pets from hurricanes? Because I know that oh. every time there's a bad storm or hurricane, pets seem to somehow stray or get lost or left behind in the panic, and they're in pretty bad shape. So should that be added on to your hurricane policy? 
Um, you know, I'll tell you, pet insurance works a little bit differently than how your homeowners um, or your automobile insurance would work. So your pet insurance is typically there, there to offset or help with costs for, you know, medical expenses and things of that nature. Um, so it's definitely something that you can consider if you have a pet and they get injured and you have to take them into the vet, um, that pet insurance will help offset some of those costs. Um, I always recommend it for, for my homeowners that have their fur babies and, and never, your fur babies are, are part of your life. They're like your children. You know, you, you want to make sure that um, you take care of them and they can be injured in the event of a hurricane. So something that Brightway agents um, can offer. So if you have a pet, you have a, a loved fur baby, talk to your agent. See what they can do to help you to, to offset some of those costs. And, and God forbid you ever do have to um, go through a situation like that. I think it's a good way to protect yourself. And certainly most people I know usually have one or two dogs, if not more. And if you have a child or children, plural there, you're going to have more than just aquarium fish or turtle. So, and I know how devoted kids get to their animals, especially if they're a baby when the animal is brought into the house. The puppy or the, the kitten seem to grow up with the kid. And when the house is destroyed, the first thing is, I'm not missing my mother and father. Where's my pet? Where's Joey? Because they want to know where their, their dog or their cat is. And, and you'll see that on the news, whether it's a forest fire or tornado or the hurricane. They always go out looking for their pets. To them, that's the most important person in their life. That's right, Lillian. And, you know, that's another reminder as you're making your uh, preparations for hurricane season or anything in general is when you're developing your evacuation plan for your family, take into consideration your pets. I mean, if you have cats, dogs, turtles, fish, whatnot, bring those with you when you're evacuating. If you're leaving them behind, you know, there's not going to be anybody there to take care of those pets uh, in, in your, your absence. So, Certainly think about um, where you can evacuate safely with your family and your pets. Jessica, could you please tell everybody where they can find you and your company on the World Wide Web, how to contact you, when they should start thinking about getting hurricane insurance along with flood insurance and possibly pet insurance? Yes, absolutely, Lillian. Um, again, my name is Jessica Wilson. I am the agency owner principal, Brightway, the Wilson Agency. Um, our office is located Safety Harbor, Florida, which is in the Tampa Bay metropolitan area. Um, you can reach us on the web at brightwaywilson.com. Our office line 727-316-5004. Um, we we do work remotely. Um, seeing customers, we're typically available. You know, not just your regular your nine to five um, for questions. And to answer your question, Lillian, about when you should start thinking about insurance, the the answer is yesterday. <laughs> you need to do it immediately. <laughs> yesterday. So this should you know something you know definitely get your affairs in order um, for insurance. Make sure that your family is protected. Your assets. And again. You know, at Brightway, 
we provide total protections. We can offer all types of insurance products to kind of give you a full picture um, and make sure that you're totally protected. And again, you have one point of contact to, to ask questions or whatnot. And it's something that if you're buying a house, put it down as one of the first things to do. Don't wait until you have a flood from the hurricane, especially if you live in Texas, Alabama, Louisiana, which is below sea level, Florida, the parts of Florida that are right by the Everglades, so you're going to get a little bit wetter than usual, and you want to make sure you're protected because hurricanes are getting worse in this country, not better. If you want to hear this interview all over again with Jessica, and I hope you do, you will hear this eventually on amfm247.com forward slash Lillian. Caldwell, or you can go over to https colon forward slash forward slash passionateworldtalkradio.com, menu right-hand side, scroll down, who your heels with Lillian, click on it, voila. Or if you're not good with technology, there is a sizzle line, which means you can use your iPhone or iPad or Android Call up the number that appears on the page, and you will hear the interview immediately. Also available on Spreaker, iTunes, iHeart, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Podcast, Podchaser, Apple, Spotify, you name it, you can find it. If you have an Amazon A-L-E-X-A, you can ask it to play it for you, and you can also hear it. And before you go away and stray, Goss had this to say in the early 19th century, character calls forth character. I want to thank everyone for coming and listening to today's interview and hope you can join us again. And remember, stay healthy. Are you looking for an Internet talk radio station for your podcast? Look no further at the helm of Passionate World Talk Radio are two women that want to provide a spot for you and your podcast to be heard. There are many other places for your podcast, but PWTR has the audience. You will not be disappointed. Our station has been on the internet for the past 16 years. Call us for more information. 484 364-1032 or text Jeannie White, station manager at T-H-E-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-S-H-O-W at gmail.com for a podcast show details. Thank you for listening to Passionate World Talk Radio. You can listen to this program all over again by going over to https colon forward slash forward slash passionate world talk radio dot com. You can also hear it on Spotify, Spreaker, Amazon A L E X A, AMFM two four seven dot com every Tuesday evening between eight and nine PM. YouTube. Facebook, Facebook Live, LinkedIn, and all the other podcast directories 
one can find on the internet.